This is Lexi Thornberry, and you're listening to Talk Sexy with Lexi. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode five of Talk Sexy with Lexi. It is currently a Tuesday right now, and I feel extremely hungover, even though I went out on Friday night. So if anyone can do that math, that's going on four days now of feeling hungover. And I'm starting to think there is something medically wrong with me, because surely this shit is not normal. I am the ripe age of 21 years old. I should have the ability to go on three-day benders on a weekly basis and wake up the next day and complete a marathon in world record time. But instead, I go out, I have like three drinks, and I'm recovering for the next six months. Does anyone else feel that? Or is that just me? Because I kind of feel like a little bitch. Like, complaining about this. Um, I am going to tell you why and how and what I did on my weekend that made me this hungover. But before I get to that, I'm going to talk about Valentine's Day. I used to think Valentine's Day was like the most annoying, overrated, lonely holiday ever until I got a boyfriend and now I freaking love it. and I think it's amazing. So what team are you on? Do you hate it or do you love it? I know Valentine's Day was like three, two or three weeks ago, but my podcast is running a little behind. So bear with me while I talk about what I did on Valentine's Day. During Valentine's Day, I posted a TikTok and I did it to that like viral trending sound of anyone who is addicted to TikTok like me knows it. It's like this chick saying, side eye, side eye. Oh my gosh. I want to vomit out myself, but I'm just going to, oh shit. I'm just going to play it for you. So you know what I'm talking about. Side eye. Side eye. So she's saying side eye and in the caption, I like did quotation marks and I wrote, Yeah, my boyfriend doesn't get me anything for Valentine's Day because he doesn't believe in it. But it's okay. I don't mind. And um, just to preface, I'm not talking about my boyfriend. I literally posted that (laughs) to poke fun of girls that have shitty ass boyfriends and they're always making excuses for them. And I am allowed to poke fun at these men and women because I used to be that girl that was making excuses for their lame ass boyfriend. Before anyone comes at me for being an asshole, it was a joke. And if you get TikTok trends, you will understand what I mean. (laughs) But if you don't have TikTok, you'll probably just think I'm an asshole, but eh. oh well. I noticed it was the funniest thing. Usually like It's only girls that are in my TikTok comments. But when I posted this particular video, the men in my comments were pressed. Like, I must have hit a soft spot. I must have hit a nerve because they sounded so butthurt. Like 90% of my comments were men. I saw some guys comment like, oh, Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday. Like, I don't believe in it. And I'm like... (laughs) 
Okay, case and point, buddy. You're literally proving my point in my TikTok exactly. Thank you. I saw other guys, right? Like, oh, what did you get your boyfriend then? And I thought it was fucking golden. There was like 50 girls who responded back to that comment and like listed all the things that they got their boyfriends for Valentine's Day. But I thought it was hilarious and it shut him right up. That's for sure. I also saw a girl comment. This is my favorite. She commented that she bought her boyfriend a car <laughs> for Valentine's Day and he got her nothing in return and I almost died. Like I, I know, I know gift giving, like you don't give gifts just to receive gifts. But if I bought someone a whole ass car for Valentine's Day and they did not get me anything, I would sell the car or I would make the car my own or I would give it to a fucking junkyard, okay? But one comment in particular caught my eye. I saw this comment a lot more than any other comments that I was reading and it was guys saying like, I can show her that I care about her anytime. So why would I do anything with her on Valentine's Day or give her anything on Valentine's Day? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that is true to a degree. Like, yeah, you should be showing your girlfriend or your boyfriend that you care about them like every single day, not just one day of the year on Valentine's Day. So I do get that part, but if you're a guy and you are saying, look, Valentine's Day is stupid. I don't believe in it. I'm not going to do anything for it. And you know for a fact that your girlfriend would like love to do something romantic or she would love to receive a bunch of flowers or just literally anything. Go on a fucking dinner date in your own house. If you know she would love those things and she would melt at the idea of that and you're not doing it for her just because it's Valentine's Day and you don't believe in it, get your head out of your ass, okay? It's not that hard to go buy your girlfriend a like $10 bunch of flowers and a $5 teddy bear from Kmart that will make her whole friggin' day and she will remember that forever. It is the little things that girls will remember. I know it does not seem like much, but like if you do those things, like it's the little things that count essentially. That's all I've got to say to that. But I'm going to flip the page a little bit and I'm going to talk about girls on Valentine's Day. I saw heaps of girls in my TikTok comments as well saying, hey, my boyfriend doesn't believe in Valentine's Day and it's it's totally fine. I honestly don't get the big deal. Like, I don't mind if he gets me a gift or not. Let me just say, okay, if you truly don't give a shit about Valentine's Day and it's literally just another day of the year, absolutely fine. Go you. That's great. But if you are a girl and you're saying you don't care about Valentine's Day because you know your fucking lame ass boyfriend will not do anything for you, stop lying to yourself. Just embrace that you love it. Tell him that you love it. And if he knows that you love it and still refuses to do something cute for you, dump his ass. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm such a hypocrite on this podcast. I literally tell you guys to like dump your boyfriends at minor inconveniences. Like it's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so I had this boyfriend, right? Like a few years ago and I would always be like, oh, like, I, I don't care about my birthday. I don't care about Valentine's Day, whatever. Like, it's fine. And I literally was lying to myself because I knew he just was not going to do anything kind for me. And that was my way of like kind of softening the blow. Like, you know, if I just say I don't want anything now, by the time my birthday comes around and he's like at a strip club and I'm at home alone, fucking not doing anything, you know, it'll hurt a little less. If you are that girl, stop lying to yourself. Don't be like me. I remember one of my exes, called me on the phone being a little a-hole he was like verbally abusing me being like what is the I'm not even gonna get into it but anyway I was like forced to get him gifts for Valentine's Day and I wanted to dump his ass so hard at this point but I was like you know what I'm gonna just buy you a gift so you stop yelling at me and being mean. So I showed up at his house. I bought him a gift and he was empty handed. And you know what he did? As soon as I showed up, he fucking ran to his parents garden and picked me a dead flower. And this flower was like a flaccid penis flopping over my hand. And I was like, Oh my God, it's beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, oh, how the tables have turned. This Valentine's Day for me, I'm sorry for the people who think Valentine's Day is stupid. I used to think it was stupid too, but like now I'm kind of excited for it because I can like go on a cute little date with my boyfriend, you know, this Valentine's Day, I have never, ever had something nicer done for me than this year. I showed up at my boyfriend's house. I think I like just finished work or something. I can't even remember. And I walked in. He had completely decorated the whole effing room. He had bought me flowers. He knows I love the corny shit for Valentine's Day. I really don't think he gives a shit about Valentine's Day, but like he was just doing it because he knew I liked it. He bought me the like love hard valentine's day balloons made me dinner we got a bottle of wine had some chocolate and like just talked and had a date and we were off our phones it was amazing it was so sweet and i will remember that forever like even if me and my boyfriend were to ever break up touch wood i will still remember that because he the like, it's just the romantic gesture that I can't get over. It was so sweet. He, like, went to an effort and I felt really freaking loved and appreciated. So, men, if you are out there listening to this podcast, just freaking wine and dine your girl for Valentine's Day. She will remember it forever and <laughs> you'll get laid. <laughs> Let's face that. <laughs> Facebook. Does anyone have Facebook anymore? No, yes. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I went on Facebook, but 
I saw a video that drove me to open that dusty ass app for like the first time in three years. So I've been seeing everywhere online that girls in like cities and suburbs all over Australia are creating groups and naming them, are we dating the same man? If you are a guy and you are cheating on your girlfriend and she is a part of one of these Facebook groups, I am sorry, but you are absolutely fucked because she is going to find out every single detail of your life and your sex history in like within 15 seconds. If no one knows what I'm talking about on Facebook, you can like create groups and random people can request to join. So people have made groups called, are we dating the same man? And these groups are in Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Sydney, like literally everywhere around Australia. And I also did some extra stalking and literally like groups from America were popping up like everywhere around America. So Americans have started it as well. You know what I did? I joined every single group, even ones in America. (laughs) I even joined groups in like suburbs and cities I have never been to before. I don't live at. I purely just wanted to like, I wanted to see what the goss was. I wanted to see the tea. I I love a bit of drama and I just found these groups so hilarious and fascinating. Honestly, I wanted to see if there was any guys on there, any of my friends that I know. But so far, you're all in the clear, so don't get your panties in a twist. I honestly think this Facebook group is golden. It is such a good idea and I am ashamed that like we didn't think of this idea sooner. It's brilliant. It catches cheaters. It um it's actually kind of a great way to help other women avoid dating anyone dangerous or anyone with a violent past or history or Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Just steer clear of the actual really horrible red flags that should be in prison, that type of stuff. So I click on this Facebook group and I start scrolling. I don't really know what to expect. And basically girls are post, I don't even know if this is legal. Anyway, (laughs) girls are posting photos of men they've had horrible interactions with. They are stating their name and like kind of like what city they live in. Like, uh, like example, this is John. He's from Melbourne and he has a husband. Oh, wait, wait, what? He has a husband. <laughs> Go, John. No, um, like they could say like, uh, John has a wife. He's been dating her for 15 years and I've been dating him for the last six months And I was his serious girlfriend and I just found out that he is actually fully married. That is actually a true story. I read that in the group and I think that's so fucked up. And I think it's crazy that all of this drama is being aired out on a Facebook group. Like this Facebook group could be like a reality show. It is so entertaining. There was also another story I remember. I'm not reading any of these stories. I'm literally just uh, talking about them from memory. 
But there was this girl who wrote in. She obviously posted who the guy was. Let's call him Ronald. She said, Ronald took naked photos of me while we were having sex. I did not realize he was taking photos of me. I did not consent to it. And he also gave me an STI. So if anybody knows Ronald, steer clear of him because he'll take naked photos of you without you knowing and probably give you the clap. I don't actually know what the clap is, um, but... <laughs> I feel like it's fitting for this segment. Now, I think there are some major perks to these group Facebook groups. Um, I think it is amazing that women are helping other women stay away from potentially dangerous men, predators, stuff like that. Literally, girls are posting people who they know have a violent past with women and probably are saving a lot of women from going down that road and dating a horrible man like that. So yeah, I've got to give the groups that. They do have major perks. However, there are some things that are posted to these groups that I do not agree with. For example, I saw one chick post a screenshot of her like ex-boyfriend's Tinder profile. So obviously she has Tinder and she saw that he had Tinder, screenshot it, or I don't know, maybe, maybe a friend sent her a screenshot of her ex's Tinder profile. Anyway, she went on this Facebook group, posted a screenshot of her ex's Tinder profile and was like, Hey everyone, this is my ex-boyfriend. We just broke up a few days ago. Please no one talk to him. Okay, see, that is something I don't really agree with. It's kind of creepy and controlling and to go to the lengths to like post a photo of your ex and be like, hey girls, like no one talk to him. Like I don't want him to move on past me, please. Tar. See, I don't get that shit. I think that is a bit like, stop trying to control your ex-boyfriend's life. You were broken up. You guys don't owe each other anything anymore. Don't tell other girls not to date him for absolutely no reason other than he's your ex-boyfriend and you don't want him to move on. See, stuff like that, I don't agree with it, but I feel like the good outweighs the bad in these groups. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe I almost forgot this. I have seen multiple girls within these Facebook groups make like statuses or posts, whatever you want to call it, asking other girls within the group if they will do a loyalty test to their boyfriends. <laughs> Men listening right now are shitting their pants. No one is safe. Don't be shady. For anyone who does not know what a loyalty test is, it's basically when a girl who is in a relationship asks another hot single girl if she will DM their boyfriend and start hitting on them, start flirting on what, sorry, start flirting with them, basically to like test their boyfriend's loyalty and test to see if their boyfriends would actually flirt back or even respond with this girl. And usually like, 
like nine out of 10 times from the loyalty tests I've seen online, the guys usually will fail. So uh, if you're a guy and you're a shady motherfucker and your girl is in one of these groups, you are fucked. RIP to your relationship. (laughs) Another thing I've been seeing in these groups that I don't agree with is girls will literally start talking to a man on Tinder or whatever without having met them. They post a screenshot of this guy to this Facebook group and they say, hey, this guy, I matched with him on Tinder. His name is Dylan. Does anyone have any tea on this guy? And I've read the comments and it's literally like friggin' like 20, 30 girls just bagging the same dude. And I'm like, okay, I don't think this Facebook group should be used as a reliable source of like, hey, everyone just tell me all of the rumors that you've heard about this man. Because you shouldn't believe rumors. Probably like 90% of those comments were fake and over-exaggerations. I felt like weird reading those if I found out that anybody posted a photo of me to a Facebook group while we were in the talking stage and we weren't even like officially dating boyfriend and girlfriend I would think that was the biggest red flag ever and I would probably break up with them because I would get freaked out I also thought it was super weird that people are actually going to the lengths to post a random dude they've never met before and they've been talking to for a week on Bumble or Tinder or whatever. And they like want to know the gossip about him. Um, isn't that what dates are for? Get to know him. Don't ask a bunch of random people on Facebook to tell you like his deepest, darkest darkest secrets or comment any rumors they've heard about them. Oh. <sighs> besides that, I think these Facebook groups are awesome. I also stumbled upon a group while I was like trying to search for this Facebook group. It's called uh, Homewreckers Australia or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, join. Like, are any of my friends on it? Am I on it? Even though I'm not a freaking homewrecker, you know the rumors. <laughs> anyway, I looked on there. I didn't recognize anyone. I was like, hmm, oh yeah, interesting group. But really, why are we, why are we getting angry at the girls? Get angry at the fucking men who cheated on you. Because you can probably bet your life that your boyfriend who cheated on you, the slimy dog, told whoever he cheated on you with that you guys broke up like seven years ago and you actually died and he's mourning your death. So never believe the guy who cheated on you because I feel like he's the most untrustworthy in those situations. But if the girl, on the other hand, actually did know about your relationship fully and she still slept with your boyfriend, she's a bitch. But your boyfriend is also a sack of shit. So you need to remember both of those things. So yeah, if anybody is living in like big cities in Australia and you have some weird feelings about your boyfriend or like a guy you're just starting to date, Join the group and you'll find out every single detail about his past, present, and future within a click of a button. Oh, these Facebook rules on this group also specifically said that nothing in the group can be spoken about on a podcast or publicly. Um, 
but I'm just going to ignore that. And if they decide to kick me out of these groups, you know what? I'm just going to make a new Facebook profile and I'm going to join again. Okay, it has finally come. The time has finally come. I am going to talk about my weekend. It includes breaking a $10,000 marble table. <laughs> I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. Just kidding. Okay, so my cousin is getting married, so she had her hen's weekend, uh, which is essentially like your bachelorette weekend, if no one knows what a hen's do is. It's an Australian thing, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, so it was at the coast. We all carpooled there. We got there on Friday. We started drinking at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It is suddenly coming back to me why I am still hungover and dehydrated four days later. <laughs> Drinking in the sun, you dumb bitch Alexis. Anyway, we started drinking. It was fun as hell. We booked out a whole ass motel. It was like a group of 30 of us. So it was my whole family. Oh no, it wasn't my whole family. Fucking hell. It was like my whole cousin group, all of my girl cousins and like a massive group of my uh of the bride's friends anyway it was so big and we were at this little beach town we ended up booking out the whole motel so in every single room it was like a bunch of girls who were there for the hens weekend which was awesome like it was only us at the whole motel so we were drinking, we went back to our rooms, we all did our makeup and we were getting ready to go out to dinner. When we got to the restaurant, there were three big, long, separate tables because there were so many of us, not all of us could like fit on the one table. So we were, there were three different tables. I sat at the end of one of the tables with my cousins and a few friends that were like around the same age as me and we were pretty much the degenerate table <laughs> instead of eating the food my cousin had specifically ordered for each individual and had paid for in advance we got hammered off of cocktails and lost our appetite and didn't eat and just drank Sorry, cuz, if you're listening, I'll get you back on the next one. Uh, I'll pay you back at your wedding. Okay, love you. Mwah. So the drinks were flowing. I actually came up with a brilliant idea, which looking back at it, I want to punch myself for thinking of it. It was pretty fun. Let's face it, it was pretty fun. We were ordering cocktails and we were like, oh my God, let's order a different cocktail every single round. So by the end of the night, we would have essentially tasted every single cocktail on the menu. So that's exactly what we did. I'm pretty sure we left and got way too drunk before we ended up like, tasting all of the cocktails. Anyway, that was a recipe for disaster. Drinks were flowing and we got to talking. And one of the girls in the group was like, oh, Lexi, I want to be on your podcast. And it was kind of like a funny little thing. And then everyone else like joined in like, oh, me too, me too. That would be so funny. Like, oh my God, I wish you had your podcast equipment here. Now we could make the funniest fucking episode. Um, looking back at it, 
I don't think we were very funny, but in the moment, the tequila was making me sound like Dave Chappelle. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty fucking funny. I looked at them. I reached into my little bag. I took out my iPhone and I was like, bitch, we can record a podcast episode right friggin' now, right at the restaurant, right here, right now, let's go. I searched up the little voice recording app that's like on everyone's iPhone and I hit play. I didn't even know what I was talking about. And <laughs> you know, I'm really embarrassed to even be posting the things we talked about in these voice recordings because I sound like a freaking train wreck. It's embarrassing, but you know, I'm going to do it for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to do it for your entertainment purely. So basically the voice recording I am about to show you was kind of like at the beginning of the night. This was the first voice memo that we recorded. <sighs> Enjoy, listen. It won't go for too long, I promise. Here we go. We are at my cousin's Lizzie. Woo -woo! <laughs> We're at my cousin's hands weekend right now. It is a Friday night and we are out having dinner. But I'm with like I'm with like three other cousins right now and we're like basically not not eating We're not eating any of the food. What were we just talking about? Traumatized. I was traumatized. Tell us your story. My old boyfriend and I, we were going at it from behind, like really hard, and then one second it slipped into the wrong hole. Like to the rim and I just screamed <laughs> and then I ran to the toilet and I was laughing hysterically because I was in shock and it was actually like pissing blood everywhere because I tore my asshole and then all of a sudden I started crying because <laughs> it hurt so bad and it was bled for three days later <laughs> so if anyone has had a story like that please write in and don't leave any detail out we want to we want to know about your bleeding asshole <laughs> So that voice recording was at the beginning of the night. So you can imagine how downhill it was from that point onwards. I don't actually want to know about anyone's bleeding asshole if anyone is listening. <laughs> Please don't tell me about your bleeding asshole stories. I can live my life without knowing. <laughs> But why is that the first thing I think of when I'm drunk? Uh, that was not the end, sadly, of the voice recordings. Here is another one. Here is another story. Oh my goodness. Brace yourself. So I want to know your horror stories. It didn't end well. <laughs> there was shit on the dick. Can you please walk me through this story? There's not a lot to it. It went in and then almost out and then there was shit and then it went on the sheet and then it was done, unfortunately. But also thankfully. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm having flashbacks of my night. I'm getting anxiety all over again, but fuck that night was so funny. You know when you just like have one of those nights and it's just laughing, none of it's funny, but you think it is like, hilarious has that happened to anyone that is listening if that's happened <laughs> i'm so sorry 
Write in your story, actually. I forget what I said before. If anyone has some like hilarious, interesting horror sex stories, write in. Feel free to send me a DM on whatever page, my podcast page or my personal. I'll keep you anonymous. I just like, I love talking about this stuff. It's so entertaining. These are the things I was literally recording at a frigging Italian restaurant. <laughs> I really hope no one was on a date night next to our table and their night was ruined or their food was ruined listening to like shit going onto a mattress stories. After the Italian restaurant, um, we left because we wanted to kick on. We wanted to continue drinking and the restaurant just was not our vibe. We were ready to boogie. We were ready to party. So we walked to this random ass pub. Mind you, we were at the coast, but like we were at this like little country town. It's called Brunswick Heads. If anyone knows where that is, it's near Byron Bay. Um, if that helps in Australia, in Queensland, little country coastal town. So we went to the pub there and oh my gosh, my memory is so patchy from, <laughs> from when we went to the pub. I really don't know how I was still being served drinks. I'm actually ashamed about how trashed and why girl wasted I sound but, you know, when you start drinking at two o'clock, sitting in the sun, you get dehydrated and the alcohol hits you differently. Okay, don't judge. Listening to this next recording I'm about to play you, I may regret posting this to the actual freaking internet. Here is a clip from the end of the night just before we all went home. Like alcohol. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you do. You're lying. I haven't had any alcohol tonight. Chewbacca was in my basement and he asked to fuck me. He didn't. He did. <laughs> what does Chewbacca look like? <laughs> As you can imagine, we went back home. Thank the Lord. I really can't remember much after that, but... Mind you, this is on a Friday night. I still had the whole Saturday, the whole Saturday and Sunday for this hen's weekend. Here is one last clip. I am saving the best for last, baby. Do you know I thought a blowjob was blowing? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do the first time? Oh, choked and vomited. I'm, yeah, I did a pretty good job. And then sometimes you deep throat it, but they like it more from the top. What the fuck is deep frog it? <laughs> deep frog it. Rub it. We have to deep frog it. <laughs> oh, you just did it. <laughs> Guys, we sound like fucking barnyard animals. Who is snorting? Actually, I think I was snorting, but it, was, it wasn't just me, please. <laughs> I took a lot out of those recordings because I was like, there's no fucking way those are ever seeing the light of day. Okay. Okay, everybody. Moving on to when the hangover started. 
Saturday morning. I woke up at 4 a.m. I was still completely drunk and I woke everyone up because I wanted to go get hamburgers. But luckily my cousins told me to shut the fuck up (laughs) and go back to sleep. So that's exactly what I did. I woke up like at a normal time, like eight o'clock, whatever. And my head was spinning. I had like the full hangover shivers, the chills. I was in so much pain. And I even texted my boyfriend. I was like, baby, I'm pretty sure I have alcohol poisoning. You need to pick me up. I need to come home. I'm so deathly sick. He just ignored me because yes, I am overdramatic. I was not deathly sick and I did not have alcohol poisoning. I just did that to myself because I'm a dumb bitch sometimes. But yeah, woke up bright and early on Saturday morning and you know, the rest of the group, the rest of the group I walked out of my hotel. I had big black sunglass goggles on trying to hide my face. My hair looked like a broom. (laughs) My fake tan was patchy. There was mascara on my forehead. I was like, good morning, everyone. And everyone looked as fresh as a daisy. They're like, oh, morning. Because obviously, like sensible adults, they did not get hammered on the first night at dinner when we weren't even supposed to drink. I literally used all the fuel in my tank. Um, We went out for breakfast. Everybody was getting acai bowls. I was trying not to throw up my smoothie and I was still sweating at this point. I dragged myself to the beach. I tried to get rid of my hangover, but I actually could not shake my hangover. I felt really sad on Saturday. Um, I don't know if anyone else gets this, but like when I'm hungover, sometimes it just hits me really badly. And Well, actually not sometimes, usually all of the time, but sometimes I'm like able to control my mood a little better. But I've realized when I'm hungover, I feel so anxious, really depressed. I don't have anxiety or depression, uh, but I like feel like I am depressed. I have anxiety. I feel disgusting like in my body, like my stomach is hurting. I don't want to do anything like, and it just makes my, um, it pretty much makes my mindset for like the entire day and a few days afterwards really shitty. And that is like the only thing I don't like about drinking. And that's why I don't do it very often because I realize it has such a huge impact on my mood, my mental health, my friggin' motivation to do shit. It is really bad. If anyone else has hangovers like that, write in, share your story. I would love to talk about this more if anyone is interested. So just DM me if you're interested and I will talk to you about how horrible and sad I feel when I'm hungover. So you guys don't feel as bad when you're hungover. Woo! The whole Saturday we had activities and you guys know as well as I do, when you feel so sick from drinking, 
the last thing you want to do is be around people and have like a jam-packed day full of scheduled activities. I wanted to lay in bed, but I'm so freaking glad that I got up and like did all the activities for my cousin, the bride's hen's weekend. Otherwise, I feel like I totally would have regretted it. You think on Friday night, that was the story? That was not the story. Saturday night, oh my God, it is a story of a lifetime. So on Saturday night, that's when we were supposed to go out and be wild and party. But I had used all the energy in my tank and I could not drink. I actually did not drink, but I still had a fun time. (laughs) You know, a little tequila every now and then would have made it a little funner, I guess. But, you know, I just, I just physically could not handle it at this point. So Saturday night rolls around. We had country club theme. That was like the theme for the night. I had no fucking idea what that was. I was about to show up with like a saddle and a horse like an equestrian rider. I did not know what country club is. Turns out country club is like gossip girl style clothing, like rich, posh, whatever. So all of us were dressed up in these wacky outfits, high socks, like sweater vest. And a party bus came and picked us up and drove us to a venue. Now, none of us knew where we were going. We thought we were like going to a nightclub or something, but turns out the amazing maid of honor actually hired out a full house for us to like go and like hang out for a couple hours. Now, this house was not a regular house. This was like a beautiful mansion, very aesthetically pleasing. No one lived in this house. It was literally like a a venue house that people hired out. Usually people would hire this place out for photo shoots. I've actually seen it in like the background of like my favorite clothing websites. And other people can hire it for events, but usually it's booked out for photo shoots because it is so beautiful. I will post photos to my Instagram so you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, because it was this brilliant and nice and glamorous and beautiful, it cost a fucking arm and a leg to hire. So we only hired it for two hours and it cost $3,000 for two hours. So you can imagine everyone was being so careful. They did not want to touch or break or dirty or ruin any piece of furniture in this house. So we were doing like a great job, which I'm shocked because we were all pretty like hammered besides me at <laughs> the sober bitch. Fast forward. The maid of honor, of course, like any maid of honor would, she hired a stripper. Okay, so to put this story into perspective, we hired the venue out for two hours from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. And we had to leave at 9 p.m., stay no later. Otherwise, of course, we're going to have to pay for the extra time we stayed at this venue. So... The stripper was supposed to come like a little bit past 8 p.m. Got to 8.10, 8.20, 8.30. He's still not there. 8.40 rolls around and the stripper 
finally shows up. I think the maid of honor was stressing a little bit because she's like, oh my God, how am I going to control a group of 30 drunk bitches in a beautiful house and get everyone out by 9 p.m. I can feel her stress <laughs> even talking about this again. So it's 8.40 p.m. This stripper finally shows up. We need to leave the venue in 20 friggin' minutes. So stakes are high. He shows up. He was sweating bullets. I initially thought like, oh, okay, maybe this is his like first time performing. That's why he's so sweaty. He might be nervous or he could like, I don't know, he could be stressing that he was so friggin' late. Turns out this stripper has been stripping for five years. Just little side note. So he definitely wasn't new, but <laughs> oops, <laughs> little mistake. To set the scene for you again, all of us girls were sitting in the lounge room for the strip show. Okay, so 30, the group of 30 girls, we were all sitting on this beautiful white couch. And in front of us, because we're in a friggin' lounge room, there was a beautiful white carpet. There was also on top of that white carpet, a amazing table. It was marble table. It was heavy and it is worth about $10,000, okay? And the bride was sitting on a chair all by herself in front of us. So we're on the lounge, we are all facing her, we're ready for the strip show and she's just on a chair staring straight back at us. So the strippers starts dancing, shimmying, crumping, I don't even freaking know. He was dancing. And he tried to do the classic, you know, magic mic move of picking the bride up and like, I don't know, like fucking dry humping her. I don't know. I'm going to make the fucking bride and groom have a divorce before their wedding. It was it really the strip show was really not sexual at all. But he tried to lift her up. Now, this is no shade to anyone, but the male stripper was just built a little smaller than like every single girl that was there. Now, when I say that, I mean like he was literally built smaller than us. So like he was a few inches shorter. He was pretty skinny and he his build was just smaller. My cousin is a petite woman and he tried to lift her up, but she was obviously like taller than him, right? So when she lifted him up, he dropped that bitch smack bang down on the tiles. And then he tried to like pick her back up and redo it. And then he ended up falling on top of her. And all of us were like, oh my gosh, like this is hilarious. The strip show was more like funny then sexy. The poor stripper, I think he was a bit discouraged that he dropped my friggin' cousin onto the ground. Like you could just tell that he started sweating a bit more. He seemed really nervous. So like we were all like clapping him on like, woo, like cheering, encouragement, whatever. And what he did next, I really don't think he <laughs> thought about it too much. But I think he was just nervous and he felt like he did not have enough room in the lounge room to properly like do his dance and choreography, which is fair. It was pretty cramped with like f fucking 30 people in there. 
So he looked at the amazing marble table that I mentioned before. He looked at it and he tried to push it over as a way to like give him more space so he could dance more freely on the floor. So he looks at this table, he tries to push it over. It fell like dominoes. Like I didn't realize, but like, of course it is pure marble. There's not gonna be any screws. It it turns out that the table had separate pieces. So all of the table legs were separate to the top of the table, if you know what I mean. And it was basically all balancing on each other. The top of the table was balancing on the four legs of the table. So if anyone knocked it, that table is going to like, it's going to break. So he pushed it. It went over. The room went fucking silent. And the stripper reassured us. He's like, oh my gosh, guys, I am so sorry. Don't worry. I will fix the table as soon as I am done with the performance. So we all kind of went, oh, okay, phew. That's great. He'll fix it. No worries. The owners of this house will never know what happened. All good. But then (laughs) moments later, everyone just started looking at the table and I took a closer look and I realized that the marble on the table and on all of the table legs had completely fucking shattered. Like there was no return. There is absolutely no way that this table was going to be repaired. And then that's when everybody started shitting themselves. The maid of honor who organized everything, she was started fucking crying. I looked over, bless her soul. Her face was red. She was having a mini panic attack. She was crying. Everyone else was trying to hold back tears, but we were all trying to still encourage this stripper to finish his routine because of course we did not want the bride to stress out. We did did not want her night to be ruined and we did not want her to be thinking about the fact that we just broke a $10,000 marble table at a house that we rented out for two fucking hours. So yes, this marble table shattered everywhere. It is all in the carpet. Little shards of marble are in this beautiful fluffy white carpet. The stripper soon realizes that he actually completely fucking broke the table and the poor bastard started trying to overcompensate and try to like make it up by doing more with his routine, by making the routine longer. And we had to fucking go. Like it was five minutes and we had to all leave. And we're like, oh my gosh, like finish the routine quickly. Like we need to go really soon. It just keeps getting worse. The last bit of the routine, the stripper pulls out a bucket of soapy water, a a yellow sponge and a towel. He puts this little flimsy towel. It looks like a fucking tea towel. It looks like a face washer. It's like so small. He puts this little towel on this beautiful white fluffy carpet and he gets the bucket of soap. He dunks his fucking sponge in there and he starts wringing 
wringing the sponge so all of the water would splash on his body. And it did. You know what else it fucking splashed on? The white carpet that we just broke a $10,000 table on. So all of us start screaming and we're like, no, at the top of our lungs. He's like, oh, fucking hell. Like the routine is finished. Let's just boom, end it. This stripper was super nice. I feel really bad for him because he offered to pay for the table. And I'm like, oh my God, buddy, (laughs) that's kind because you're going to be in debt for the next 10 years. After that event of the night, we hopped back on the party bus like three minutes later. And let me just tell you, the drive back to the club was a lot more silent than the drive to the venue. And everybody was fucking terrified and scared. And we really didn't want the bride's weekend to you know, be ruined. So you know what we all did? We just got, I, why am I saying we, I didn't do this, but they all just got 10 times more hammered. And you know, they really bought their game back. They bought the energy up. They had an awesome rest of the night. And you know, let's just say there was some vomiting that happened in some of the Ubers. (laughs) Okay. Actually, after that, the maid of honor, she was so stressed because she organized this whole thing. She told me on the Uber back from the club, she had to puke so bad, but obviously you can't vomit in an Uber, otherwise you'll get a $250 fine. She thought of the idea to pull out her long ass socks, like pull her long ass socks to the side and just vomit in her socks. So it would go down her sock and into her shoe and the Uber driver didn't notice. So that's a little uh, hack if you're coming back from the clubs and you're wasted. Just vomit in your shoes and you'll be great. So that was my weekend and that's why I'm hungover. Uh, I actually did just hear recently in the group chat from the hens weekend that the table was worth like almost $8,000, not $10,000. Still a fucking shitload. And the stripper will only be paying back $600. So yay, everybody wins. Everyone was nice. And it was a great weekend. That is it for today, everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow my Instagram, Lexi Thornberry, and the Talk Sexy with Lexi podcast Instagram. So you can DM me your questions and funny stories. Okay, see you next week. Bye.